0: Lord, we come to you tonight in the most excellent, most wonderful, most glorious name. That name of Jesus. Father, we come under the banner of your love and under the banner of your grace, under the banner of your mercy and of your sacrifice, Lord God. For your word declares who can ascend to the hill of the Lord, but he who has clean hands and a pure heart. O Lord, but when the level, the standard, the measure of entry is perfection. How then shall we come except through the torn rent veil of Christ's flesh? And so we thank you tonight, Lord God, that we can enter into your presence. We thank you, Lord God, that we can come into the holy of holies, that we can express our love for you, that we can can come And meet with our Savior that we can come and find hope and find redemption and find life. Oh God, we thank you that we can come tonight, Lord God, and find everything necessary, Lord, for life and godliness. We thank you, Lord. And so we come tonight with hands uplifted. We come tonight rejoicing. We come tonight knowing, Lord God, that you are the one, the true, and the only God. And so we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We say, Lord, have your way. Have your way tonight and always. We love you, Father. We thank you for your goodness. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Saints of God, let's worship. This first song is called Yours. It all revolves around your throne.
1: It all revolves around
0: your throne. Who can know your glory? Lyrics up in the chat room. So
1: high above, yet slain for us. You alone. i
0: Glory, glory, yes, yes, our God. Our God is a mighty warrior. He's wonderful, he's awesome. And if God be for us, who can be against us? Fear not, he said, I have overcome the world. In this life, you will have tribulation. But be of good courage. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He did it at the mighty cross. Let's worship. Alive. alive, for, his blood, has set me for free. his blood has set me free, it will never lose its it
1: power. Darkest day in history. The darkest day in history.
0: They're, They're on a cross they made for sinners. For every curse his blood atoned. For every curse his blood atoned. One final breath, and it was finished. One final breath and it was finished. But not the end we could have known. But not The earth began to shake, and the veil was torn, and the veil was torn. But a sacrifice was made, sacrifice was made as the heavens rose. Yes, yes, glory, glory. There awesome was a moment when the sky there. A flash of light breaking through. A flash, flash of light breaking through. When all was lost, he crossed when eternity. When all was lost, he crossed eternity. The king
1: of life was on the move. The king of life was on.
0: Our Lord was laid one miraculous breath One miraculous breath forever change. the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Glorious One. Saints and friends, we're going to go to one more song of worship, and then we'll be going to the Word of the Lord in the opening chapter of the book of Ephesians. Prepare your hearts, let's worship, Mighty Warrior.
1: Out from the depths into your freedom, our chains are gone. No weapon shall shall prevail. Your word is stronger. We overcome. Our God, come on! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory! Glory! Your glory. Oh, yes declaring yeah. oh, your Nine. your Nine. show is scheduled
2: to start in 27 seconds will stand.
1: we will be shaken. we will not hear our God. Your shoe
2: will go live in five seconds. Four,
1: three, two, one.
0: Glory, glory, glory to our King, to our Lord and our God. Follow me, if you will, tonight to the book of Ephesians. We're going to be looking just at three verses here, starting in verse 3. There in Ephesians 1:3, the word of the living God proclaims, Blessed Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ according as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise, of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted, In the Beloved. Focusing again on the first verse I read, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. I want to speak to you tonight on the topic Blessed with Every Spiritual Blessing in Christ. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, we thank you, Lord God, that where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst. We thank you, Lord God, that we can come together, that Lord, using the technology which so many use in so many wicked ways, for so many personal or selfish or carnal uses, what the enemy Uses to tear down. We can use tonight to build up. For we build upon the foundation that is the rock, Christ Jesus. We are thankful, Lord, that you are here in our midst. Thank you that you are with us. Thank you that you abide in our worship. Thank you that you give us your word. May it be brought forth with life-changing power tonight, in Jesus' name. Before I get started, I, I want to encourage you, please, give me both ears, listen attentively. I-, I believe that this message can be life-changing. It can be the key to walking in the Zoe Perisos, the super abundant life, which Jesus Christ himself said he died to give us. He said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came that they may have life and that they may have it in superabundance." And the key, I believe, lies in the verses we're going to touch on tonight. So please, let's get into this and listen with ears of faith and faithfulness. Turn toward our Savior. I want to start off by talking about the nature and extent of the blessing which we see here. And to do this, I'm going to go line by line, piece by piece, through Ephesians 1, verse 3. First of all, the pen of that great Apostle Paul writes to the Ephesian church, and by way of the Bible, of Holy Scripture, to us who are believers today, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. There the word for blessed means celebrated, blessed, praised, honored. Oh, may God be honored and praised. May he be worshipped and celebrated and adored. For he is worthy and he is wonderful. He is the God and the Father of our Lord. Jesus Christ, the one who reigns over our lives, the one who puts all things in perspective for us. And it says, who hath blessed us, the Lord God, the living God, has consecrated us with and invoked his blessings, his favor, joy, praise, and those things which are praiseworthy, he has lavished them upon us. With all, spiritual blessing. I want to focus on that word all. It means each, every, any, all, the whole, every everyone, all things, everything. Some of all of the varying types. I focus on that because we live in an age where people, listen, I know, I know that there are abuses. I know for some of you, just hearing the title of this message. You were taken aback. Oh, Pastor Pete. Brother Pete's gone off the deep end. He's going to preach on blessings. He's gone crazy. He's going to join. No, no, no. Listen, I make no apologies for the message. The word is the word is the word. And if some choose to abuse it and misuse it, that doesn't make God's word any less true. So we're going to put this in perspective and we're going to put this in its proper context but we're not going to run from the truth just because some men have misused or mistreated it we're going to reclaim it and give it back its proper honor and place and so for some there's this idea well yeah i'm blessed but i don't have this blessing we treat the blessings like gifts The gifts of God have been distributed to various members of the church and not every person has the same gifting and not every person has the same calling, but we get together as a body and then we can get the job done. But these blessings are not so. Literally that word all means all. The Greek word for all means the same thing it means in English. It means finished. It means each one, everyone, any and all, the whole, everyone, all things, every, so, everything, some of all the varying types. And I like that last one. See, you can't run and say, well, I don't have this blessing. No, no, no. He has blessed us with all. And by the way, go back for a second. Notice it says he hath blessed us it doesn't say he's going to bless us it doesn't say one day in the great by and by he'll bless us it doesn't say if we hold on and pray long enough and work hard enough and exercise our faith long enough if we stand faithful long enough if we do this long enough no 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 it says he hath blessed he has already lavished His favor, joy, praise, and those things which are praiseworthy upon us. He's already done it. And what has He done? What is it exactly that He has lavished upon us? All. Every single one. Some of all of the varying types. So whatever the type of blessing it is that you need tonight. And we're going to get into some of those types. Understand that if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, if you are a true disciple, now listen I'm not talking to parasites of the pew tonight who show up to get a quick little feel good message and walk away, I'm not talking tonight about casual inquirers who drop by the church once in a while to see what's interesting and what's going on, I'm not talking about people who prayed a prayer sometime a long time ago but never put faith to action, never put work to their faith never really got involved with the church never really believed what god had said i'm not talking i'm talking to those of you who jesus christ tonight is your lord i'm talking to you listen i don't care about your denominational leaning I'm not asking about what your affiliation is. I'm not asking whether or not you're Church of God or Church of God in Christ or Church of Christ. I'm not asking whether you're Baptist, Presbyterian or whether you're Pentecostal. That's not the issue. If you have made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, if you have surrendered all things to him, if you have put all your trust in him, forsaking all others, you left behind your statues and your idols, you left behind your chanting and your different things, you left behind your false beliefs and your false hopes, and you've cast all your cares upon Jesus. You've looked to the cross of Christ and seen how your sin nailed him there and said, I am the one responsible. Like David, you turned, I am the man. I am the woman. I am the one who crucified the Lord. And I need that blood to cleanse me. I need that blood to wash me. If you surrendered and bowed your knee to him, then understand, He has already lavished upon you some of all of the varying types of blessings you could ever need in this world. And what do we mean by blessings? The word here for blessings means the invocation of a blessing, benefits, good things. Notice, good things. Jesus, in fact, teaching one time, said, If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more your Father in heaven benefits good things, that which is praiseworthy and which brings joy. See, to be blessed means to be joyful. The things that bring joy, He has lavished upon you. Things that are well spoken of, So all of the varying types, each and every one, any, all, the whole, all things, everything that is an invocation of blessing, benefit, good things, things that are praiseworthy and things that bring joy, things that are well spoken of, our Heavenly Father has lavished upon us. But he qualifies it with this one word. And see, here's where the name it and claim it, the blab it and grab it crowd of today, here's where so many talking about your best life now and your blessed, here's where they miss it. He qualifies the word blessing with a singular adjective, spiritual. He calls them spiritual blessings. Every good, beneficial, and praiseworthy thing that is spiritual. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I always thought I knew what this verse means. But when I went looking in the original Greek, when I went looking to break down what this word meant, I found something fascinating. The word spiritual here is pneumatic, pneumaticos. And the word pneumaticos Alright, this word pertaining to it, it, this this word pertaining to things higher than flesh, but lower than divine. Though so sometimes it is applied to the divine spirit. Understand the word pneumaticos talks about things that are higher than flesh. So if you're going to use this verse to say that God is going to give you a Mercedes-Benz and God is going to give you a mansion, and God is going to give no 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 no. This is higher than that. You see, when people look to God, look to God the Father as a piggy bank, as a genie trapped in a lamp whose lamp they rub to get the good wishes that they have for their flesh on this side of eternity. They miss the fact that there's something far greater than a mansion, something far greater. Than a six figure salary. There's something far greater. Than a Mercedes Benz. Or a circular driveway. Or an indoor pool. Or a jacuzzi bathtub. There's something far greater. Than the things that tickle our flesh. On this side of eternity. Pneumaticos. We go higher. We reach for the divine. But the word. Pneumaticos is a unique word. In fact, it never, please hear this, it never appears either in the Greek translation of the Old Testament, such did exist the Septuagint, or in any of the Gospels. The word is non-existent in Scripture until after Pentecost. Thus, scripturally speaking, pneumaticos is a Pentecostal term referring to and relating to the Holy Ghost. Think about that for a minute. So, when it says that he's lavished upon us all spiritual blessings, these are things that were non-existent and inaccessible to us as human beings until after the Holy Ghost had come. Thus our blessings are every good, beneficial, and praiseworthy thing brought into the lives of human persons individually and of the church collectively by the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit of God. The ministry of the Spirit the advocacy and intercession of the Spirit, the nearness and indwelling of the Spirit, the unction and anointing of the Spirit, the gifts, the fruit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, the faith to believe, even to move mountains, the ministrations of the Spirit, All these things are pneumaticos. All these things God the Father has bestowed on us to consecrate us onto himself and he did them and continues to do it through the Holy Spirit of the living God. And suddenly a light bulb went off. Why is it that Paul, the apostle, was so concerned You see him whenever he met new believers. If he did not, quote unquote, make them himself. In other words, if he did not disciple them into fellowship with Christ, he would ask, and not just Paul, but for Peter and John. And for all the disciples, we see this major question. Whenever they confronted new believers, the most incredible question, the most Relevant question is, had they received the Holy Spirit since they believed? And I, part of me didn't understand that. Shouldn't the question be, have they put their faith in Christ? Shouldn't the question be, have they been baptized? Shouldn't the question be? And then it clicked. Now we know that there's a measure of the Holy Spirit that is necessary to the new birth. But there's an overflow of the Holy Spirit released at Pentecost that is available to every believer. And it is through this overflow that God has chosen to bless his people. Note then that these blessings are spiritual, not carnal. They are not material or financial. They are spiritual in nature. They are higher than our flesh. And they are made available through the Holy Ghost. Note also that we have been blessed with these gifts from God. That they are an invocation of the Lord upon us as a sign of his consecration of us. That's what the word means. And so, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has already consecrated us and pronounced an invocation of blessing over us in order to glorify himself by pouring out upon us all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And with that, I want to focus then on the locality of and the access to these blessings. In fact, let me take a step backwards. You might be asking, well, Brother Pete, what are these blessings? What are you talking about? Well, think, for example, of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. And so, tonight you might be saying, well, I, I, I feel so unloved and, and I don't know and, and I've been so hurt and I've been church hurt and I've been betrayed by people and you don't understand, it's so hard for me to love people. No, 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 no. The ability to love and the knowledge that we are loved are blessings from God. They are pneumaticos, blessings. Blessings brought to us by the Holy Spirit, consecrated by Him. So you are loved, and you do have love. See, the problem is you're trying to love people with your own love, and that's why you're getting hurt by it. But when you love people with the love of Jesus Christ, even when they reject it, it's a rejection of Him, not a rejection of you. And the reality is there's such an abundant overflow of this love that the fact that people reject it doesn't turn you off to loving because you have too much of it. It would be like if you had a hundred billion dollars and you lost a dollar somewhere. You wouldn't cry over the dollar you lost. You wouldn't even miss that dollar. You have such an abundance. When you recognize that God has given you such an abundance of his love, when you realize that the perfect agape love of God, the Father, and of God the Son are being manifested through God the Holy Spirit filling your heart every day, then it doesn't matter. I've got love to give away and if you want to reject it, if you want to spit on it, if you want to mistreated that's fine i can walk on but i don't have to bear the hurt and the pain because i'm filled with the love of god joy i have joy like a river joy is greater than happiness because you see her happiness is circumstantial you get a phone call today and it's good news you're happy but you get a phone call and it's bad news and you're sad but joy is with you in the Happiness and it's with you in the sorrow. Joy is with you in the glory, and it's with you in the pain. Joy is the ability to know that my circumstances here on earth are only temporal, and at the end of the day, I have a home in heaven. I have a place in the in the realms of God. I have been brought in and accepted in the beloved, and therefore I am joyful. Therefore, my God gives me joy. That's why we used to sing that old song, this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me oh, oh this joy that I have the world didn't give it to me the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away hallelujah so I have love joy have peace and patience Regardless of my situation and my circumstance, I don't have to lose it. It doesn't matter whether the Dow Jones goes up or down. It doesn't matter whether my 401k is growing exponentially or shrinking and disappearing. It doesn't matter whether my things are secure or my things are lost. It doesn't matter what's going on. It doesn't matter the chaos and the tumult around us. It doesn't matter what's going on on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of that. I can push all that aside. And despite the... The, the, the chaos of the world in which we live, I can have peace. And I can have patience. And no matter how cruel and cold this world becomes, as the love of many grow cold, I can still be kind and gentle. I can be good and Faithful. And despite all the temptations swirling around me. I can show self-control. Because these are fruit of the spirit. These are part of my blessing. I can put on the full armor of God. I can guard my heart with the breastplate of righteousness. I can guard my mind with the helmet of salvation. I can gird my loins with the truth of the gospel. And shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel. And I can take up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit. And you might say, but Brother Pete, I I don't understand my salvation enough to put on the helmet of salvation. Sometimes I don't feel righteous and I can't put on that breastplate. No, 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 no. These are gifts. These are blessings. These are nomadicals, blessings. These are the things meant to make you joyful and you can put them on because the Holy Spirit has provided them. God, the Father has provided them through the Holy Spirit who has delivered them into your heart. They are yours. Righteousness is yours. Peace is yours. Joy is yours. Love is yours. Stability is yours. All these things are yours. And you might be saying tonight, but, but I don't feel like it. But we walk by faith, not by sight. We don't go by our feelings. We don't go by our hearing. We don't go by our touch or the senses of our heart. And we definitely don't trust our heart. I know everyone's telling you, just trust your heart, trust your heart. But the Bible says that the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things. So we don't look to our heart. We look to the Lord and we look to his word. And it says that I've been given all these blessings. So let God be true, and all men, including myself, liars. I will trust God and not my own heart. I will trust God and not the Dow Jones. I will trust my heart and not Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. I will trust God and not the talking heads on CNN or Fox. I will trust God and not the White House, not the Governor's House, not Gracie Mansion. I will trust the Lord and not the Capitol Building, not the Supreme Court. I will trust Trust the Lord. And if I trust him. And I put my faith in him. then he gives me all these blessings. Now you might say. But sometimes I feel cut off. I don't get it. Because you don't know how to access your blessings. You see it would almost be like imagine. You had a rich. Like just ridiculously rich uncle somewhere. You didn't know him. Your dad or your mom had lost contact with this particular brother of theirs and didn't know that they were multi-billionaire. Somewhere they set up a trust fund and they assigned it to your mom and dad's firstborn child and you're that child. Somewhere then in the world, there's this winning lottery ticket, this billion-dollar inheritance. It's yours. But if you didn't know about it and you don't know how to access it and you don't have the account numbers and you don't know which bank it's in, you'll never enjoy the blessing of the provision that's been made for you. And for so many, the problem with this verse is that either A, they take it out of the context and try to make it something physical. It's not. It's spiritual and that's actually better because physical things will waste away. See, if the Bible told me God has promised each and every one of us a brand new car, that's lovely except for one problem. The minute you drive it off the lot, it's not brand new. Depending on the car, the minute you drive it off the lot, it loses, the second you drive off the lot, it loses 10 to up to 50% of its value. Because it's not new the minute you put the key in the ignition and drive it off the lot. But these blessings never lose their value. We will always have need in this world of peace and joy and love and faithfulness. I will always have need of discipline and self-control. I will always have need of faith and faithfulness. I will always have need of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. I will always have need of understanding of the Scripture. I will always have need of conviction for my wrong. I will always have need of the love of God to get me to stand up again upon my feet. I will always have need of these things. And they will always be available because they will never lose their value. But how do I access them? Where are they? And so the Word says, that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now that first part can be discouraging. My blessings are in heavenly places. And so there's a whole group of people in the church who have decided that what this verse means is all the blessings of God are reserved for the great by and by. So I will not have peace. I will not have patience. I will not have all these blessings of God until I get to heaven. But can I ask you something? What need of, I have I of patience once I'm in his presence? What need of, I have I of peace once I'm in the presence of the Prince of Peace? Doesn't the book of Revelation say that on that day he will wipe away every tear from our eyes? There'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no more sighing. There'll be no more crying. There is a day where every tear will be wiped away, but I need joy on this side of eternity. But what he's saying is that, see, our blessings are in heavenly places. He's doing two things. Number one, he's telling us where they are, but he's also reminding us of the quality of them. You see, these blessings of God are foretaste. In fact, a good way to think about it, if you've never read the story of Rebecca and Isaac, Read of when the servant of Abraham was sent to get a bride for Isaac. As Rebekah is traveling, see, this man, upon meeting her, bestowed upon her certain gifts. And the minute she agreed to be Isaac's bride, he bestows on her further gifts. He even bestows upon her family certain gifts. See, it's a promise of God of blessings for you and your household. There are blessings promised for your faithfulness. And in that story, to some degree, this great servant of Abraham is acting as the Holy Spirit. Rebekah is like a representation of the church. And Isaac then stands as a type of the Christ, and her getting there is her coming to heaven. And as they cross the desert, every time she gets a little discouraged, every time the journey gets a little hard, She asks him, and he tells her about her love. He tells her about his betrothed. See, the Holy Spirit keeps revealing more and more and more of Christ. But the other thing he did was he was laden down with all these blessings to give her. And as the journey went on, if she got a little discouraged, she was reminded of the reward of being his wife by the foretaste of what she received as his betrothed. And in the same way, brothers and sisters, these blessings show everyone that we are Christ, that we are God, that we are his children. And these blessings remind us of what's ahead. And so what he's saying is the quality of joy that we have available to us here is equal to the supernatural joy we will feel in his presence. The access to love, to peace, And I know that's hard to believe, understand. But he's given these gifts to us. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So the blessings in the heavenly places of joy and peace and love and knowledge and understanding and all these other things are ours here on this side. He has already blessed us with them but they're in Christ. See, our problem is that so many of us try to work up the blessing. Oh, if I just exercise my faith. Can I ask you something, what does that term even mean? How do you exercise your faith? By trusting Jesus. See, every time I trust him, he gives me more faith. Every time I trust him, he increases my faith. Every time I I, I trust him in a storm, He gives me more. And so my blessings are in Christ Jesus. I can't work them up. See, for so many of us, that's also why we struggle with sin. Some of our struggles are because we are trying to set ourselves free. And by the way, to all my friends listening, listen, I'm not trying to put down deliverance ministry, but please hear me for a moment. Part of the reason why You're running from deliverance minister to 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 deliverance minister. minister, And you're still bound. It's because what you need is self-control. You need discipline. Self-discipline. It is a gift gift. Of God it is a fruit of the Spirit it must be cultivated in walking with him it must be cultivated it must be given time for the Sun to shine upon the tree it must be given time for the tree to take up the nutrients from the ground it must be given time for the sap to reach the end of the branch and for the fruit to grow but it will grow it will mature it will bear fruit and you will have self-control but it's in Christ You're trying to give Christ your self-control as a gift, but your self-control is in Christ. You're trying to fake joy and pretend you're joyful in order to be a blessing to the community of God, but the reality is your joy is in Christ. It's not something you can give Him. Let me just tell you something. You cannot give God your love, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your forgiveness, your joy. You can't give Him these things. Why? Because our own versions of them are so incomplete and so tattered and so imperfect. But the perfect version of these things are blessings available to us in Christ. And what we need to do is go to Christ and say, I need love with which to love you. That's why I was reflecting on this recently. The interchange between Peter and the Christ on the seashore at the end of John's Gospel. Three times Peter has asked, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? And people will tell you it's because of the three times that Jesus let him down. Jesus was not rubbing that in his face. If you look at the interchange in the original, Jesus was using one word for love and Peter was using another. Peter, do you agape me? Do you love me with agape love? Perfect, godlike love. Peter's response, I phileos you. I love you with the human version of friendship love. You are my best friend. No, Peter, that's not good enough. And that's why Peter has to finally respond, Lord, you know. You know. I can only love you with that kind of love if you put that kind of love in me. Because I'm not capable of it. I used to think I was. But I failed you, Lord. And I know now that I can't go there on my own. See, some of you tonight, you need these blessings. You need supernatural joy because you've been so hurt. Human joy isn't going to cut it. The psychologist's couch isn't going to cut it. Even the warm and loving embrace of your spouse or your children isn't going to cut it. It's not going to restore your joy. And none of the blessings of this life on this side of eternity are enough to give you joy. But these blessings, these pneumaticos blessings can restore your joy. They can restore your peace. They can restore what the enemy has stolen. And so you need something greater. You need the pneumatico's blessings of God to come into your life and lavish upon you supernatural, superabundant love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, righteousness, truth, honesty, integrity, true conviction that leads to true repentance a changed heart, a new mind, the ability to understand the scriptures, the nearness of God to know and feel the embrace of God around you. These are not things you can do in your flesh. They must be achieved in Christ. You must go to Him in prayer. You must go to His word. You must seek Him. And He will give you Or the Holy Spirit, rather, will release onto you these blessings because they've already been given to you by the Father. And so, I want to end by talking about, for any who go, well, why would God do this for me? Why would He give me so much? Why would He give to someone like me integrity that I've never had and probably don't deserve? Why would he give to someone like me self-control that I never exercised after I've hurt so many people? Why would he show me love after I've endured so much abuse and abused so many? Why would he do this for me? I want to walk quickly through the rest of the verses that I read. So he said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. I want to focus on a couple of things here. Please, if you have your Bible, underline the following words or phrases. According as he has chosen, before the foundation of the world, in love, predestinated according to the good pleasure of his will and double underline his will and what do you forgot notice what you have here all right you were chosen before the foundation of the world you were chosen in love you were predestinated for these blessings, according to the good pleasure of his will. See, this is really good news because brother and sister understand something. The other lie with which the enemy attacks us and really that we attack, with which we attack our own selves, is the lie that we don't deserve any of this and therefore it can't be true. See, that's only half truth. The reality is no. In and of ourselves, none of us deserves any of this. But notice something. When were these blessings established for you? Number one, notice that you were chosen for them by God. God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't choose wrong. Therefore, it was his choice, not yours. Stop thinking that you did God some favor by getting saved. He chose you for this great salvation. He earmarked these blessings in your name. He did this, not you. So no, it's not a mistake. No, the enemy is wrong. It's not about deservedness. It's not about anything we've done. It's all about him. He chose us. He did it before the foundation of the world. He did it in love. It was predestinated. Meaning this was destined before you were even created. And it was done according to the good pleasure of His will. So the first thing I want to establish is these blessings are not something that you can lose because you somehow don't deserve them. They were given to you. They were earmarked for you before you were even created. Let me go back to my example earlier. I said, imagine you had this uncle. In fact, let's make him a great uncle or even better, a great, great grandfather. Let's say you had a great grandfather unbeknownst to your family, because he lived a normal life, he lived as a normal man, he actually was a multi-billionaire. But he saved all his inheritance looking at the word of God that says that a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. So he never told his children anything about it. Let's make this your grandfather then. So unbeknownst to the family, you have a grandfather. He is a multi-billionaire, but no one knows that he is. Before your mom and dad even reached a certain age, he wrote out a document, a living trust, if you will. And this is how his fortune is to be given out. And he determined that when your mom and dad had children, their first child would receive X amount. Of hundreds of billions of dollars their second child would receive this much their third child etc notice he did this when your parents were little kids when your mom was a little girl so he didn't know see this has nothing to do with you then you weren't born yet you weren't a plan yet he knew someday hopefully His child would grow up and the child would have a child and that child would receive this blessing. He also set up this living trust in such a way that there's over, let's say, $50 billion in your name. And the trust is set up such that you cannot touch the money. It's set up in such a way that the investments are with this huge investment firm. The investments themselves Make over $500 million a year and those at interest is yours every year. And investors are assigned to you and accountants to help you use the money wisely and spend it wisely. But notice, you have $500 million a year to live on. You will never spend this money. The blessing will be yours until you go into the grave. But you had nothing to do with it. You could never say, look what I did. No, no, you did not do that. You did not accomplish anything. Even the faithful use of the money is not you in your hands. And that's what these blessings are like. They were predestinated for you you were predestinated for salvation. You were predestined to have joy in this life. You were predestined to live a good life. You were predestined to self control. You were predestined to righteousness. You were predestined to truth. You were predestined to stand upon the rock Christ Jesus. You were predestined to preach the gospel. You were predestined to be liberated. You were predestined to come out of your prison. You were predestined to live at liberty. You were predestined to joy. You were predestined to peace you were predestined and you had nothing to do with it so stop worrying about how you mess this up and start worrying about how you can get in Christ Jesus so that he can empower you and he can lead you and he can strengthen you and he can help you get your life right get in Christ Jesus so that the holy spirit has control and then these things will be yours and stop worrying about how someday you're going to do Stop coming up with your five-year plan and your three-year plan and your six-step plan and your 12-step plan and just run to the cross and give it all to Christ and then follow wherever he leads because the blessings are in Christ and if Christ is on the move and he wants you moving here, you better move because the blessings are where Christ is if Christ is calling you to ministry you better move and get in that ministry if Christ is calling you to volunteer somewhere you better start volunteering if Christ is calling you to prayer and intercession hit the knees baby whatever it is that Christ is calling you to do you need to be about your father's business you need to be following Christ you need to be holding on to the spirit led by the spirit because your blessings and your peace and your joy and all the meaning of your life are in him but I also want you to notice it says that this was done so that we should be holy and without blame before him in love to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. See, the purpose of the blessings, and that's why these blessings are not financial. I've heard the incredible foolishness of the massively ignorant who say, you know, when my neighbors see my Mercedes-Benz in my driveway, they know I'm a man of God. No, 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 no. no. Listen, I've never driven down the road, seen a Mercedes-Benz and go, oh, that's a follower of God. They must be blessed. I've never in my life done that. And even worse, you know what? If you're in ministry and driving a Mercedes-Benz, I don't care if you work 30 hours of overtime extra a week to pay for that car. When people see it, if you're in ministry, you know what they say? Oh. Another one stealing from the tithes and offerings. There goes another one with his hand in the bucket. No one looks at that and says, oh wow, what a great man of God. But when they see your integrity, when they see that you have peace in the midst of chaos, when they see you exercising patience and self-control, when they see you, man of God, able to resist temptation, when they see you keeping your calm when everyone is losing it, when they experience your love, which is not really your love, but the love of God being manifested through you, when they experience these things, then they go, I knew something was different about this one. The hand of God is surely upon that one's life. You see, my brothers and my sisters, These blessings are given to us and that's why they're not negotiable. Because they were given to us so that we can be holy and blameless before God. So that's why people get afraid of these messages. Oh, Brother Pete, if you preach about the blessings, people are going to fall into sin. How? The blessings are in Christ and one of the blessings is self-control so that you won't sin. So how is preaching on being blessed in Christ and having self-control going to lead you to not have self-control? It doesn't make sense. But you see, we've heard so much of the false preaching that the blessings are Maserati and the blessings are a beautiful wife and the blessings are physical things and the blessings are... You know, I've even heard one person, one preacher preach so foolishly that the blessings of God are on you so that you can rebuke the calories. Out of your donuts. Yeah, you go ahead and try that. When you end up with diabetes, don't blame God. can't rebuke the sugar out of sugary food. Change your diet. See, we've got to use wisdom on this side of eternity. Jesus talked about that too. But these blessings are spiritual and they're non-negotiable because it is these blessings that will enable us to be holy and blameless before God in love. These blessings will perfect our love for God. These blessings will bring us into deeper union with God. And as we're deeper in union with God, these blessings will overflow through our hearts into the lives of others around us and provoke others to seek our Savior. Because these things are done to the praise of the glory of His grace. And grace is not just you getting what you don't deserve. True grace is not God winking at your sin. Grace is rather than God accounting your sin to you and punishing you. God empowering you to walk away from that sin so that you don't have to live as it's captive anymore. And all these blessings work together to your deliverance. And I want to speak to those who are running around from conference to conference to conference. And I know I'm going to make some conference speakers angry about this. And please remember, I've told you before. Listen, I'm not saying conferences don't have a part in this Christian walk. But it was Jesus himself who said to you in that day, if they tell you the Christ is over here in the desert, don't run out there. Christ is over here in the mountain, don't run out there. there's a conference in your local church or your local community, by all means, spend more time in the house of God. If they're charging you to be preached to and be prayed for, you might want to reconsider. Now, they're they're charging you a small fee to help cover the rental of the place and cover the food that they're giving you. That's all good and well. But you go, come on, some of you know what I mean. You've been to these conferences that charged you. $200 to get in. They didn't give you a a pack of ketchup. They didn't give you a bottle of water to drink. But the people on the platform walked away with a $10,000 honorarium apiece. And you walked away with a false blessing that vanished the minute the emotion of the moment wore off. Stop chasing that. But I want to help some of you that are running from event event to event to event to event to event to event to event. Trying to get free. Look at what this verse is saying. I'm going to help you get free tonight. Not me, but the Holy Spirit. Christ in me is the hope of glory. Christ in you is the hope of glory. This verse says that he did it to the praise of the glory of his grace. So that we should be holy and blameless before him. If you're captivated tonight by lust or by some sin, if you're captivated tonight by some sort of demonic force or power and you've determined, I just can't be free, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. But freedom is one of these spiritual blessings. And the reason you haven't been able to find it is because you're waiting for some man, some woman, God's man or woman of power for, of the hour, You're waiting for these people to give it to you. And where your deliverance rests is in Christ. You see, you could travel to a conference, and maybe the conference speaker really is anointed. They prayed over you. Maybe you really got free. But remember, even Jesus talked about what happens when the house is left empty. The future state of that man or woman is far worse than the initial state. But if you stay in Christ, if the house, your heart, your body, your temple, is filled with the Holy Spirit, there's no room for anything demonic to return. That's why, and I know this is sacrilegious for some in, 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 you know, in, in deliverance circles, but hear the truth and be set free. The idea that a born-again Christian filled with the Holy Spirit can be possessed of demons habitually is completely antithetical to the Bible. Uh, Listen, I'm not contradicting anything about the fact that you can open doors and you can open this. If you are filled with the Spirit, you cannot be possessed, fully filled and controlled by any demon. You simply cannot be. But because you're waiting for men to give you this power you've become like Simon the sorcerer offering Peter and John money for the gift and the power of the Holy Spirit thinking if you paid more for the conference if you traveled more and spent more to get there don't be like the woman with the issue of blood who spent all she had and rather grew worse you want to be free tonight. You want to enjoy the freedom that is in Christ. You want to enjoy the truth, the joy, the blessings, the hope, the life, the love, the power that is ours in Christ. You want to be a world overcomer? Chase after Him. Don't even chase the blessings. Don't chase the freedom. Don't chase the love. Don't cha- just chase after Him. Because in His presence is fullness of joy and life everlasting. And the Zoe Perisos, the superabundant life, is available in Christ Jesus. Follow after Him and be free. Follow after men. And keep wandering in the wilderness. Stumbling over the same rock. Passing by the same tree. Going through the same trials over and over. Or break the cycle tonight. And get in Christ. So how do I end a message like this? Very simple. I want to invite you to come and lay your burdens down at God's altar. If you've been running around from place to place. If you find yourself feeling like that man who brought his son to disciples. disciples, They prayed over him but could not deliver him. Jesus came and he petitioned Jesus. And Jesus said if you believe. And he said I believe. Help my unbelief. Maybe you've like the woman with the issue of blood. You spent all you had and rather grown worse. If you're tired of the rat race, tired of running around in circles, tired of the constant cycle of sin and repent, you want to be free. You want to lay down your heavy burden. You want to know tonight without, without compromise, without confusion, without doubt, that you are free that you are loved, that you are blessed, then come to the altar of Christ, lay your burdens down, give all your cares, cast all your cares upon Him, and commit your life to following where He leads. Do that now. I had a song we were going to play while people are going and and praying. But as you come and begin to lift your hands and begin to pray to God and begin to repent and begin to rededicate and begin to make things right with your Savior, I just want to sing this simple but wonderful song.
2: Where he leads me I will follow where he leads me I will follow where he leads me I will follow I'll go with him with him all the way To follow Jesus. No turning back. No
0: turning back. Father, you see these your servants before you. They are your servants and they are your children. They stand before you, hungering and thirsting for righteousness. You promised that they would not be cast away, nor cast down. A bruised reed you will never break. A dimly burning flax you will not extinguish. So make them strong tonight. Make them one tonight. Lead them and guide them and make them one with you and in you tonight. Father, these things I pray in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Well, saints of God, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. We do have our live call-in line. um, If you need prayer tonight, um, if you have questions about anything that was preached tonight, and you really just need to talk, and it's urgent, go ahead and call us. That number is 646-721-9917. I also want to remind you, For those who would like to present your offering to the Lord. If we've been a blessing to you tonight. And you want to support what we're doing. You want to be a part of what's going on here. You want to be a part of supporting those whom we support. The missionaries that we help. In that case. Three ways you can do that. You can go to our website. KQCministries.org Click on the Donate Now tab. If you have Zelle, PayPal, Pop Money, Quick Pay, you can use our email address kqcministries at gmail.com, or using traditional mail, you can write to us, KQCMinistries, care of Peter Torres, 97 Jefferson Street, in Highland Mills, New York. We're going to go to worship for a moment, and if you're going to call in, go ahead and do that right now. Um, if not, I'll bless you, pray over you, and uh, dismiss you in a moment. Let's worship for a minute. Amen. The song is simply called Jesus. We love you. rags and made us beautiful. For all that you've done we will pour out our love singing that but brothers sisters um, being that there are no calls I'm going to get ready to close this down I want to thank all of you for joining us tonight and I want to thank all those who have been praying for me and my family um, as I told you this summer is going to be rough there are a lot of changes going on in my life personally and with my family And so we appreciate your prayers we thank you for your support God willing as far as our intention we will be here next week uh, but if anything changes again, stay close to our Facebook or Twitter feed and we'll let you know what's going on. We love you. Jesus loves you. And I declare by the authority of God and by his word that you are the head and not the tail. You are above always and never beneath. You are blessed people. Blessed coming in. Blessed going out. Blessed in the city and the fields blessed in all that you do in this life yes you will have tribulation but our Lord having overcome this world has made us more than conquerors and so go in this thy strength thy might thou mighty men and women of valor seek the Lord serve the Lord love the Lord and be blessed and a blessing. We love you. Jesus loves you. Have a great night. God bless. Let's go rejoicing.